<laughs> vocal exercises. Lion face. Lion face. Lemon face. Woo! Lion face. Welcome, friends, to Turn of the Millennials. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindy. And today we are going to hold up, hold up, hold up, step, hold up, step, hold up, step, hold up. We need to talk about something first. What? What do we need to talk about? Steffi, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Steffi. I wish you everything your heart desires and your first kiss from a boy. (laughs) I was going to make him another line, but I didn't have time and, you know, whatever. Happy birthday! So, yes, today officially, the May 6th is my birthday. Happy birthday! So I am, yep, one of the millennials, born 85, so I'm officially 37 this year. Don't care about the age, y'all, because it's just a number, and I don't... So this will bring me actually to millennial moments. We're bringing... This is your 37-year-old wisdom. Yes, and this is actually my millennial moment for (laughs) this week as well. Millennial moment! Yes. So I... Like I said, I'm 37, but I sure as hell don't feel like I'm 37. I still kind of feel like I'm in my 20s, sort of, you know, it's just the, the natural progression of, you know, how you sort of age. You just always kind of feel like you're young until you look in the mirror and you're like, I am not that age anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> I was in this class the other day. It was a, a class at the gym. It was 20, 20, 20. So 20 minutes step, 20 minutes condition, 20 minutes uh, like cardio, whatever. That sounds tiring. Meh, it's it's how you get fit. It's how we stay, you know, good, I guess, as we age. That's the other thing. Uh, so I was in this class and a lot of the ladies, because it's kind of like a step in a lower impact conditioning class there, it's a lot of older ladies in the class. Like maybe, and, and I know we're millennials now, so we're the ones that are in our 40s. So these are probably like late Gen Xers, maybe early boomers, I'm assuming. So pro- now I'm thinking they're 50s, but they're probably actually maybe 60s now. Uh, they just look good for their ages. Exactly. So I have no idea, but they are older women. Because they're obviously staying healthy. Yes. <laughs> so there's these older women. So when I'm in that class, I feel like I'm the youngest person that's in this class because I'm a 37-year-old and most of them are in this. This cl- this week when I was at the class, I set all of my stuff up or whatever and that, and then I turn over and these two girls walk into the class both all have like their like you know matching outfits the one has some weird belly chain around her her Those gym clothes it's becoming a thing again oh I my god that thing that shit's back Ugh. so she had a belly chain ar- around so she's wearing a crop top and had a belly chain around hers which okay i'm fine out at the bar and stuff but at the gym it's a the little gym, weird really? little weird a little bit in like kind in, of a danger in the way. wouldn't it be safety Could hazard be? So either way, these girls go and set their stuff up. And then for the five minutes before the class starts, they proceed to take photos and videos and posings of their self until the class starts. They also only lasted 20 minutes in the class and then they left and left all their shit there. But as I'm looking at these girls and I'm looking, look, like I said, I look at these older women and I'm like, I feel like I'm the 20 year old in the class because I feel like I'm young. But then I saw these little bitches and I fucking realized I am not 20 years old anymore. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm sure they were nice and pleasant, but they're not really bitches. But just in that moment, it just, I was like, I am looking at these girls just Instagramming and posing and all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, I am, I am definitely not 20 anymore. I understand there's influencers of all ages, but I am not 20. I can tell that. Are you not (laughs) 
super glad that all this social media shit wasn't around when we were in our early 20s. 100%. Like, yeah, we had cell phones and like there was internet on cell phone, but there wasn't, we didn't have like Facebook and shit yet. Facebook didn't come out until two years after I graduated. Yeah. Like, Like, it was only released in 04 and only really became like public in like late 06, kind of. Because I didn't get it till early or mid 07. You had to have a university uh, email to get it for the first two years. At first you had, had to have an elite college like email address yeah. and then and other emails and then i only yeah. i only got yeah. my facebook i only got my facebook because of danielle so we could stay in constant contact with each other while we were planning our england trip yeah and I fully planned on deleting it when i got back from england never fucking happened <laughs> well, almost that 20 was, years later that was like me danielle was the one because she was the one who was in university so she had access to facebook through her laurier yeah. Uh, email or whatever yeah and she was on it and whatever and she's like hey so when it first became like I guess she was kind of the first one of us I guess to know it came public so she was like hey get on this Facebook thing and and kind of yeah, like how it happened back. in the movie never went back <laughs> yeah kind of like how it happened on social network right great fucking exactly. movie yeah movie. so um so Lindy do you have a millennial <sighs> moment this week Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Nothing made you feel old. You didn't have 20 year olds making remember, you feel old. <laughs> I do remember having a conversation with a girl at work being like, wow, that totally just made me feel so fucking old, but I did not write it down. Uh... <laughs> and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. <laughs> I tried. I tried. That's and if okay. I happen to remember, I will interrupt you and tell you. That's how it goes so, around here. And yeah. on a side note, my nano baby didn't last more than two weeks it died is that your like old one or did you like just buy it no this was okay so when i went to vix to pick up danielle's beanie babies and all the stuff this was in there uh-huh. and i looked at it and i was like oh the batteries don't look corroded so i opened it up took the batteries out put new batteries in and it worked again so i've been trying to feed this nano pet for the last two weeks and then last week i killed it because i was doing stuff on the weekend and i forgot about it <laughs> so That's does this okay. mean i shouldn't be a mother or <laughs> what is this telling me i killed my fern again oh no you let our love fern die no so my my fern originally like died at the end of february when we were moving because yeah. it was like one of the last things that went into the truck because i didn't want it sitting in the truck in the cold while we were loading it yeah but we had to go to the storage unit and unload the truck before we could go to my parents and I didn't, I didn't want to put it in the truck because like it was in loosely in a bag and it would have like, whatever, I should have fucking put it in the truck. I didn't want my, my dog or cat to eat it. Anyway, it was outside in the cold too long. Got it back to my parents. Mm-hmm. My dad has just spent the last six, seven, eight weeks nursing it back to health. Aww. Last Sunday, like this past Sunday, my parents came up for a visit to see my house for the first time. And my dad brought my fern up with him because it was nice and it wasn't full but it was healthy. Yeah. So I was like, sweet. And it was nice and warm on the Sunday. So that I put it, I hung it on my porch. Everyone who lives in our area in Southern Ontario knows that fucking Sunday night, Monday was not a warm day at all. Uh -uh. Lindy forgot about the fern until (gasps) Monday evening around six or seven o'clock. Even when I came home from work, I walked right fucking past it. I know Riley's upset that I killed a fern. I'm sorry. I know. Sorry, Riley. Um, I don't blame you. So I went and grabbed it. I, I, I brought it inside and the, the bucket that it sits in was frozen. Oh, it was fern. So it's at room temperature. The thing's still wet. I have it sitting like in the window rays. Like the leaves are kind of dark. They're not brown and dead, but they're dark, which means they're 
they fucking froze mm. and Lindy's just not a good green thumb and Kyla if you're listening I'm so sorry <laughs> Kyla my sister she's a horticulturalist like she's a plant person yeah and I'm just probably just a shame <laughs> so I killed my fern but Aww. I was told that I will be able to bring it back to life. I just have to be patient okay. and be careful with it. Yes, leave it aside. And also like Thursday, yeah, when we got down to like zero degrees yeah. or whatever. Ugh. Anyways, the fern will survive. I hope so. <laughs> so it's your birthday. It is my birthday. So that means you get your choice of topic for our episode. What do you Correct. want to discuss? So for my birthday this year, I decided to go with uh, Coyote Ugly. Uh, this movie is kind of a little, I, I don't know, it was just, it was fun at the time. And then also it was my sister's first DVD. My first DVD was Gossip, which I will want to talk about later on a different episode. But we're going to just keep it to the the Coyote Ugly because it's just, it's it was a fun little movie at the time. It may be problematic in some ways now, but yeah, there were a few things in there that I was like, uh, but it wasn't like anything awful yes like some One, one's very specific which i'm sure you probably know which one i'm gonna say right um but other than that it wasn't really that offensive no and it's it's still fun and also in another way it is the girls being empowered throughout of a lot of it yes. too. they're making the decisions like, so i it's... love bridget winehan's character right love her. oh i know and cammy set of balls on that girl cammy the yeah. russian slut <laughs> Cammy's adorable. She's really cute. Right? But exactly. She's a girl. She's like, I'm taking, I don't care if I'm a mm -hmm. slut. Just mm -hmm. her persona. And she like, she's taking a sexuality back. But yeah. Anyways. So yeah, we're talking about Coyote Ugly, which uh, was released in 2000. Oh, you don't have this information readily available, Stephanie. Hold on. Let me <laughs> I made my own notes from the movie, but apparently. It's got to be, it's pre-2001 because the Twin Towers are in it. Oh my god, I love watching movies from New York with having the Twin Towers in it because you're just like, oh, the nostalgia. That's what it should still look like. Yeah, it still yeah. looks like that. It still look like that, but sadly it does not. Okay, so it was released in 2000. That's what I thought mm -hmm. it was in 2000. It looked very 2000 compared, like, um, going by the fashion. Yes. The leather yes. pants and shit. Yeah. The leather pants. Very the 2000. The flares and stuff like yep. that, which she was wearing, which I'm sorry, those. The tie up, the rhinestones. Like, when yep. they first show Bridget Moynihan's character and she's in those like leather pants with the little flames up the side. I always wanted those pants so bad. I had it. Well, so this bad. is when I, I was like, I was probably about, this was before 2000. So probably around like 97, 98. I had a pair of jeans that I absolutely fucking loved because they had like black uh barbed wire down the side of the jeans i, I remember, remember those, those? and they yep. were like a black velvet yes they, they I... were soft and fuzzy mm -hmm. i loved those pants i do remember which like i said I that's exactly what kind of was in or fashion my giant one. flare jeans that had like the two different colored um like swooshes down the leg oh yep yeah remember those they, they came from the pocket and it swooshed down to the front of my leg and they were like it flared out with my jeans oh i love yeah very Jinko-esque style. I so, need to go to Tilly's. Maybe I'll come down on Sunday and stop by and visit you. Coyote Ugly. So it was uh, directed, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. And it was came out, it said 2000. Uh, written by Kevin Smith and Gina Wentkos, which is funny that Kevin Smith actually had a part of it. Like the Kevin Smith? Yes, the Kevin Smith. And then it starred Piper Parabu, Parabu Adam Garcia. Parabo? Parabo? Parabu? I think Parabo. it's Parabo. Uh, I thought it was Parabo. Anyway. Either way. 
Sorry if we pronounced it wrong, incorrectly. Uh, Adam Garcia, Maria Bello, Melanie Linsky, John Goodman, like I said, Trevor or Bridget Moynihan, uh, Tyra Banks was also in it. Uh, yeah, just a, a slew of people, which is funny. Tyra Banks was on the cover, but she really is only in like two and a half scenes. But they used her stardom to pump up the. A little bit of her, yeah, a little bit of her yeah. stardom because she was a model and just, I think around that time was just before they transitioned to ANTM. Um, I didn't know it was written by Kevin Smith because that, I don't right? think, I don't remember that, seeing that on the credits. It mentioned, I don't know, mentions it on Wikipedia, so I don't know if someone's just pulling our leg or something, but. Uh... Well, I mean, well, Wikipedia is a public domain, right? So, writer, Gina Wenkos. Yeah, that's the first one and then it has uncredited and then it said, oh, I think maybe it's uncredited what it says uh, yeah uncredited kevin smith script department yeah kevin smith coyote ugly i can hear you tap a tap tapping tap 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 -a. oh why his version never got made interesting anyway so so yeah, tire so yeah we also had the tire banks in the starring and it also, had, it also had a soundtrack that was mostly sung by leanne rhymes, Leanne rhymes. She did do the vocal for um, Violet, uh, Violet, Piper's character. Piper's character, character, so. Yeah. And then also, of course, Can't Find the Moonlight, which was the main song off of it as well. Yep. That's Good why song. I, I didn't I, really care for the rest of them in the movie. Yeah. I think Right Kind of Wrong was also one that I didn't mind too bad. That's, That's the okay. one that What's His Face sings in the. Yeah. yeah. Adam Garcia. Yeah. Funny thing about Adam Garcia <laughs> um, when Danielle and I were in England in 2007. Yeah. We went to go see Wicked, starring Adam Garcia. So we Love were like, oh, yeah, let's do this. We went, we got tickets. They were like, I think like 25 pounds. So they were about $55 Canadian at the time in 2007. We get in, we have our, our programs, blah, 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 blah. And we were flipping through them. And we're just like, so psyched. We're going to see Adam Garcia. He was a coyote ugly. He's so hot. <laughs> Open and oh, his understudies playing today. <gasps> his day off. Yeah. We were very disappointed. I would have got up to the ticket holders and been like, can we change this for tomorrow we when Adam is back? <laughs> we couldn't because we were not going to be back to that part of London again. Uh, we didn't really have the opportunity. Otherwise, we definitely would have. Right. But it was still a phenomenal show. I highly recommend oh. anyone to go see it. It's great. Oh, of course. Broadway shows are always like so amazing to see. As memorable as that show was, I, I have to mention this because it's so funny. Um, what was more memorable were the seventh graders behind us trying to pick us up uh, anyway. so coyote ugly so it was distributed by buena vista pictures released august 4th 2000 uh and it has a budget of 45 million and it was a box office of 113.9 million dollars good for it right so yeah. it did pretty it was it wasn't a bomb and it was you know it was crazy it was good when you first mentioned this i was just like oh great now i have to watch coyote ugly so, but then I watched it this morning and I forgot actually how much, how enjoyable this movie is. Like right? it gave me all the fucking feels. Like, yes, there's it literally. Up, it made me laugh. It made me just facepalm sometimes, but. There's a little bit of something for, for everybody. Part, it was so nostalgic. Yes. Just the clothes alone and the music oh. was nostalgic. Right. Like, nobody listens to Kid Rock anymore because Kid Rock. But, and then the fact that like there's no like there's no real cell phones, no, it's not all technology based. Like yeah, it's just all of that nostalgia from. I know we're sounding old in here and being like boomers and stuff, but a little bit of nostalgic for our younger what days. What our podcast is about, Stephanie. I know, <laughs> but it reminds us of the younger days. Like it was, you know, those those simpler times without technology. 
Oh, how nice. I miss them. I hate how addicted I am to my phone. I know. So I really and... fucking hate it. I was kicked off of Facebook for 24 hours the other day because of something I commented on your comment. Uh-huh. And it was liberating. But <laughs> at the same time, I, it sucks. But at the same time, it really fucking sucked. Because I used up all of my turns and all of the games that I have that I'm playing on my phone right now. So I don't have any games to play because I'm not buying new ones with real money because that's no, stupid. stupid. Um, so I had to, I put my phone down and I actually watched sh- a show. Right? Yeah. Right. So according to Wikipedia, it says Kevin Smith did an uncredited rewrite of the script. Stated that a total of eight writers worked on the script while the Writers Guild of America only gave credit to Gina Wendkos, who wrote the first draft of the script. Which, huh. according to Smith, scarcely resembles the final film. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'd like to see a comparison. So, right? I would like to know what the some of these original ones were. So early on, they considered Jessica Simpson for yep. the role, and she was she turned down the role of Violet. Yes. And you know what sucks that she turned it down? Because she turned it down because of the sex scene. They wouldn't cut it. But it ended up having she ended up having a body double, and the majority of the sex scene was cut anyway. Yeah, they didn't. It there's, was really. There's no sex. The only like nudity is like the morning after when she's like playing the guitar naked, sitting behind the keyboard. Or she pulls her pants down and you see her panties at, in that scene beforehand. Yeah, like, like that's, there's that's not legit no nudity. And yeah. I don't even think her body double showed up on screen at all. Right. I don't think so. I like, I don't think they, that they even used any shots. And then the so... only other thing I could think of the nudity was when there's one part where she's getting dressed, but it's a shadow of her getting dressed. Yeah. And she wasn't even naked. She was wearing a bra. It... She could have been wearing a bathing suit. Right. So uh-huh. it's. Although way. I did notice the over sexualization thing right away in like the, one of the very first scenes where she opens the fridge door and points her ass to the camera. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Which man's decision was that on set? <laughs> and if it's a woman's, that's disappointing. No, I'm pretty sure it was directed by David something. David McNally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always demands. Always demands. Good old patriarchy. It's a running yeah. theme. Right. Um, yeah, this was basically based off of an article in GQ called The Muse of the Coyote Yoga Saloon. And I guess it was a, a bar in East Village. Mm-hmm. Bar open yeah, it was a real bar. Which became a favorite of Lower East Side hipsters. And for those of you, if you haven't seen the movie and you're wondering what coyote ugly means, it's the feeling of waking up after a one night to stand and discovering that one arms is underneath someone who is so physically repulsive that you would rather chew it off than waking the person. Referring to a coyote gnawing off its own limb when stuck in a trap. Exactly. To facilitate yeah. the escape. Hence, you're not just ugly, but you're coyote. Coyote ugly. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like you're hella ugly uber ugly like come on guys like right. seriously um but, when the film first came out it did but you're all beautiful you're all beautiful we all love you um so the film received negative reviews from critics um <laughs> kind of basically just saying and it's an excuse to portray hot sexy women dancing on a bar in a wet t-shirt contest well that's when what sells well, i mean i mean not, they're not wrong <laughs> i was gonna say they're not entirely wrong on that they're there is wrong. a sub there is a sub part like storyline obviously with her dad and all of that but yes. And they mentioned it a bunch of times, you know, you got, you got your picture hanging up in the, uh, the, you know, in the other guy's, uh, booths and stuff. Like they just want to ogle you. Like but it that is... one picture, like the one picture that's in the newspaper that they show, like, it wasn't even that sexy. <laughs> I like, know it, it was just her singing on a bar. That's what she, but that's what she, she says to her clothed. dad. Her belly button was showing big fucking no. deal. She says like, that to, uh. Yeah, Adam Garcia's character. Kevin. It's a bar. <laughs> yeah, like it's a fucking bar, but obviously you can tell like it's not just a bar to her. 
It is a just a bar. It's kind yeah. of like a, a way of life, and which yeah. you know, it I mean, like... it'd be super fun. Like, it looks like a fun fucking place to to work. Like, right? Damn, I might not feel safe at times. That one brawl that happened, but still, like Cammy being stolen by one of the patrons and carried off on his <laughs> right. Like, where the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? Why are you taking her off the bar? What's and then oh. for some reason, why did she think that the ice cubes were gonna like? calm everybody down she should have filled it with water first right like it should have been ice cold water not just ice cubes. ice cubes like, like what the hell it would have uh, calmed everybody down uh so basically i guess we should go back into the the basic plot yeah <laughs> before we get too off track here yeah um so violet sanford is a girl from new jersey who you know like all 20 year olds better than me yeah, has, has big city dreams, you know, and she wants to become a singer-songwriter because she's too afraid to actually sing her own songs and get stage fright. So she just wants to be the one who writes the songs and sees someone else sing them on stage. Yes. Just like her mom. And then her daddy, John Goodman, doesn't really want her to go. And then her best friend, Melanie Linsky, which it's so funny watching love her. her. Like, I love she's... her so much. I love her in everything she's no, in. I know, but then I forget, like, because she was also in, like, Ever After. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I forget how long she's been in Hollywood. But then I see her on, like, Two and a Half Men and Things Later, and I'm like, she's been in Hollywood for so long, and she doesn't look like she's aged yet. Like, she was also like, in, like, Detroit Rock City. And, like, she's in Don't Look Up. Right. And she plays Leonardo DiCaprio's wife okay they have two grown sons who are like almost 30 okay because leonardo DiCaprio is almost if not 50 right and melanie linsky i don't know how old she is but she has to be like getting up in there, her 50s yeah no i wouldn't say 50 i'd say she's probably early to mid 40s is my guess oh I know, I'm, 1977 I know. is when okay she so, 40, so 44 the year yeah. my parents were were, born, were married um may 16th 10 days after me oh nice um actually well before you well before uh, but like days wise <laughs> yeah like i just i i loved her in that role but i hated her in that role because i did not buy her as a mother of children that old that was the only thing i had an issue with with her being in that role right that is the only thing that makes but, sense yeah back to melanisky her yeah. character um such a good friend such a great friend but great also at the same friend. time she thought that they were going to be the traditional like best friends in new jersey growing up together like having kids yep. and getting married together and she's well, doing and that she even, she even said but, that they had all those plans to do all this stuff together and it never happened but that's what she loves about their relationship they never follow through with their plans yeah so she's basically <laughs> gonna stay in jersey and start her like get married with her husband and stuff start her while, family yeah while violet's going and pursuing yeah. her dream in the oh, big yeah, she was in sweet home alabama too oh yeah she was yes yeah. baby on her hip at a bar is that jacqueline smith yeah <laughs> do you know jacqueline smith oh anyway. <laughs> so and she goes and spent like she goes to move to the big city her first night there is kind of yeah you know, a little trying to figure out the lay of the land and everything. So she, she, needs to, she knows she needs to get a job. But... but can I just say how wonderful of a friend Gloria is, played by Melanie Linsky, because we didn't actually mention that, to give her that money. Freezing her assets? Yeah, freezing her assets. Like, gave her, like, she saved up money to give to Pipe, or to give to Violet, you know, to help her out. Because, you know, the apartment was shitty and yeah, whatever. But, like, what a good fucking friend. Right. And the one thing I also looked up when I was doing this, because I was also watching How I Met Your Mother when I was doing that marathon or whatever, and then they were talking about the Staten Island Syndrome and, you know, the whole, like, meh. And she's like, they're like, oh, it feels like we're going to be so far away. And I Googled it, and Jersey's only 42 miles from New York City. 46-minute train, train ride to Long Island. 
which where 46 fucking minutes try driving to fucking toronto guys yeah it should only be 45 minutes but it never takes you 45 minutes it's always at least an hour and a half if not two yeah, like we were so, an hour and 10 minutes apart. Right. So that like, so that concept to me where they're like, oh my, it's like, they're like, oh, we're going to die. Because yeah. it's like, I just thought that was so funny that like all the time in these Jersey things, they're like, Jersey's so far. And it's like, it's, it's 42 miles. It's not that bad, guys. It's literally not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> when your best friends, though, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Like how far you move, even if you move like 20 minutes further than you are now or like whatever, it's right. still going to suck. Yeah. Kate's best friend is coming from Newfoundland in June. So, right. right? You you will still come back to see your friends. It's true. Mm-hmm. You don't care how far. Anyways, so I love that when her dad was reading the articles and stuff like that to trying to convince her to, like, not go. He's like, oh, subway system yes. one day will lead to a plague, an outbreak yeah. of plague. The handrails in the subway, yeah. Which remember, we know now too. in our post-COVID world, it actually did happen. <laughs> Well, not because the handrails. No, but being in New York City, it was one of the like epicenters hot and hotspots for these yeah. did lead to plague. <laughs> uh, and how we learned the phrase, you know, avoid it like the plague. People avoid never like... really apparently people took didn't to took to it. So yeah, that no. can now be retired as a phrase from our. Yeah. So uh, young John Goodman also like, oh, it was so it was just so cute to see younger John Goodman. Yeah, compared to now, like. He still looks good. Right? But yeah, he was so much He's, younger then. Right. Obviously, and it's like, like 22 years. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, so yeah, she freezes her assets. And then from that night, she ends up, was it that night she gets, or is it later? Nope. Okay. So she, she tries to like apply at a bunch of uh, record places in the Yeah. In the she walks through New York and tries to like give demos, but she's having a hard time because you can't like give a demo without an agent, but you can't get an agent without being heard. Like, <laughs> It's a big fucking workaround bullshit shit. She ends you up can't, to go to an open mic or something. Which classic millennial struggle. You can't work with us without experience, but you can't get experience without working. Yes. The classic struggle. Yeah. We, we understand. Or, girl. or you must have like a doctorate and a degree and 10 years experience for a fucking minimum wage. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. A bachelor's degree just to work at fucking McDonald's now. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, I'm pretty sure that you are going to agree with me on this one with one of the ones that she walked into what the one I have a fucking issue with, with which is now like in hindsight is like, now let me tell you about, about my me. day. Like, yeah, like this woman goes off telling her about her horrible day. And in that horrible day is included. Her daughter tells her that she is bisexual and I am the person she hates most in the world. Yeah, fuck you. Who cares that your daughter's bisexual? She's bisexual. So she is just fucking love her and support her anyway. You're her fucking mother. I hate it's what I hate about because she of did the ignorance back then. She didn't necessarily say that she did hate her daughter, but she said that her daughter's a bisexual and she hates her now. Yeah, that's what I said. No, 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 I know. But like, it's not like she was literally derogatory being like, oh my God, my daughter's, I hate my daughter now or whatever. Because the other reason I say it's from the other side is because like, that could have been the day that she found out. And I feel like any parent, even though you love your child, you're still got some inner, ter- some inner things that you still got to deal with that day as well. Like... Well, I think all parents, especially nowadays, need to prepare themselves for their child coming out to them in one way or another. Like uh, now, you're saying yeah, that now. now about millennial no, know. parents, no, yeah, but like now. that's what I mean. And I feel like even back then, though, like back then in 2000, we were 17, 18. Like we fucking knew better too. No, we did, but like I'm just, 
I know because I've I know one. I just that's... hate seeing homophobia and bigotry portrayed in media. I just fucking hate it. It's but I don't though, know that like, that was a hundred percent bigotry. Yeah. Oh, it fucking was. It was, in my opinion, it was. I didn't. I, I didn't hear that she was like I. My I hate my daughter because of this. She's just she's no, having a bad I'm day. I'm talking because... about her, including the fact that her daughter came out to her as bisexual as a reason for her bad day. That's not a reason for a bad day. That is your daughter confiding in you of the person that she is and how she identifies and sees herself. Yeah. And you can fucking love her and support her for who she is and stop being such a bitch about it. The fact that her daughter told her that she hates her, that's a whole other story. That can be a part of your bad day. Okay, that's cool. That's understandable. Yeah. But using your daughter's sexuality as a reason for your bad day, fuck off. And the I think it just all of it together it just, was- Homophobia is my biggest fucking trigger. Like that and like animal and child abuse, biggest fucking trigger. So- yeah. I just, I have to call it out when I fucking see it. So moving on. So she goes to the bar where Kevin is working and they tell her that there's a, a band manager or a, a manager, a music ma- manager music or something, or something. music like manager or something. Yeah. Music, yeah. So she she's like, care of all the bookings. So she's like, Ooh, I want to get in. So it's Mr. O'Donnell as well. Yeah. I remember that Mr. O'Donnell. This is the um, guy pulling her chain, obviously. And yeah. This is the bartender pulling her chain, yeah. knowing like she's having a little bit of a bad day. She's trying to do this and he's just, you know, oh, he's oh, being a Mr. dick. Right. That's Mr. O'Donnell. He's no. not realizing she would go after to ask him, like, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, like you're referring to. So the band in the back of the stage was actually referred to as the Alex band. So it's oh, in the it? song, it's referred to as Wherever You Will Go by Alex Band in the musical credits. And this is because this pissed, this made me so like, I was like, oh my gosh, when this all came out. So this was filmed in 1999 and The Calling didn't release their song until 2001, which Alex Band is in The Calling. But it's funny that there was a two years difference between when this was played and when it actually became signed and released as a song on the radio. That's really interesting. I didn't right? know that. So when I was first I heard it on the radio, I was like, that's that song from Coyote. I was I knew it right away. And I was like, that's the Coyote Ugly song. And the, what the hell? So she meets Mr. O'Donnell. She gives him the tape. Oh, and he was caught off guard too. He like was going, he, but he went with it. He did go with it. So they came out <laughs> after the night. So she was waiting the whole bar night. So they come out after they're done. Yeah, just shift. waiting to talk to him. Just, just waiting know, to talk to him to the shift. And then, so yeah, she's like, oh, Mr. O'Donnell. And he looks back at the bartender friend and he's like, what did, what did you do? What the fuck did you do to this girl? Yeah. What did you tell her? So he's like, yes, I am the and manager of this club. <laughs> the manager of this club. So Might I add in his sexy Australian accent. Right, his sexy Australian accent. Uh, accent. So he accent. ends up, so accent. he takes this, he takes it and then she goes home and then finds out that her apartment has unfortunately been yeah. ransacked. Well, first, before that happens, the, the oh. chef, his actual boss, comes out and gives him shit for something oh. and the whole thing blows up. Yes, and he's sorry. like, okay, let's start over. I'm so-and-so and Oh, yes, whatever. forgot. Yeah. So he proves that she's not, he's not the manager. He's yeah. actually the chef. So she gets mad and he still has her tape, though. Yep, still has her tape. So she's like, ah, this is the yeah. worst. So she goes back home and then on top of that being crappy, she gets... Yeah. So the bad she day of... The bad day of no one taking her tapes and then getting screwed kind of at the club, like just having a crappy day. And then she gets home and then her house is ransacked and they stole her the wad of cash in her freezer. Yeah. So now she's even more upset about that. Her cat never ran away because her door was wide open when she got home. But was it her cat there? few scenes later, her cat is in her apartment. But do we know if it's her cat or if it's just a stray cat that she's just sort of. 
That's never actually really verified, but I just thought it was her cat that because it wasn't the cat in the first couple of scenes at her dad's house. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, is it? But uh, why would she take a stray cat with her to New York? And when the door was wide open, the cat got out like it's in an unfamiliar environment. It'll probably get lost. I know cats are usually really good about following their scent home and whatnot, but I'm just, you know, I was just surprised. That's all. I just always thought it was like a an alley cat personally so i never i never thought thought saw that part i look at the really small details i'm one of those people ignorance is bliss like the other day i (laughs) the other day i had a nightmare that i cut my hair into bangs and i woke up like oh my god lindy what is your problem why did you dream about cutting bangs there's that's got to be subconscious something telling me something like something's happening don't do it i'm dream cutting bangs Something in my life is happening. <laughs> I woke up and go, remember, Lindy, I go like whatever. This, I, touch my, I touch my hair and I'm just like, oh, thank fucking God. Oh, if you ever God. get to a point where you need to grab those scissors like Marshall in the, the, the thing, you <laughs> fucking call me. I know friends something is wrong. <laughs> friends don't let friends cut bangs. <laughs> yes. Friends do not let friends cut bangs. This is literally true. If some friend says that she wants bangs, you know she's going through oh, something. God. She is. Because uh, no girl yeah. in her right mind wants bangs. They always, mm. like, regret it later. Always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, after anyway, her shitty night... She goes to, like, some, like, diner. Diner to dive. just kind of feel a little because i know i've been have robbed. some pie i know i've been robbed and i don't really want to feel at home you don't really feel safe in those moments yep. so you, you're like especially when you live alone there's no one there yep. like so you're like no i want to go somewhere where i'm going to feel safe for this night time like so of course she goes down to a diner and doesn't have much in her pocket so the beautiful man gives her a free a piece free of pie. free piece of pie because you can see she's clearly had a struggle a of a day, day. And then she sees these girls or whatever. And then she's like, oh, Romero, turn it up. That's my jam from Tyra. Well, first she so, sees them like with lots of money. Oh, yes. Lots of money. And they're doing bets going. They're betting on a Playboy. Yes. The cover, the cover model. They're betting on what her favorite her movie is. centerfold and like what her centerfold yeah. and stuff the is. The centerfold, what her favorite movie is. And it was Saving yeah. Private Ryan, by the way. <laughs> Naked Combat Girl in Boots. That's an easy call. Yeah. <laughs> easy it's call. Okay. So yeah, she sees these girls there end up like, and he's like, oh, she's like, what are, who are they? Like, what are they doing here? And he's like, oh, they're, ki- they're come down here to unwind every night. She's like, are they hookers? And he's like, no, they're coyotes. Are they hookers? They're ki- he finds out coyotes. He's like, what's a coyote? And he gives her matches. So then the next day she goes down to the bar to find out what a coyote is. And yeah, then- the owner of the bar is none other than Maria Bello. I yes. love Maria Bello. She's yes. amazing. So she basically goes there, tries to find a, a job, and the girl thinks she's a little rougher on the edges. And she's like, "Are you just some like waitress with a power trip trying to waste my time?" And then the yeah, mo- she gives the girl attitude. So she's like, "Oh, well, maybe you might be valid in my bar. Like, if you were, I thought you might have just been a sweet little girl, but no, you've got some sass. I'll take you." Mm-hmm. So on audition, so she tells her to come back that night. Yeah, uh, basically throws her to the wolves. Throws her to the wolves. Doesn't even tell her what's going on. What the bar looks Never like. Never bartended before. Like she worked at a pizza place beforehand. That was it. So she walks in, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, they're just on the bar right now, but you know things will liven up in a bit." And then she turns around, and it's pour some sugar on me, which is, this is when I yeah. fell in love with that song. I'm sorry, <laughs> it is true. This is when I found found the song and fell in love with it because of this movie. <laughs> but they end up. That's when she turns around and sees that it's these girls dancing on a bar, not just. Yeah. A regular bar. <laughs> a little bit more promiscuous than what she's used to. A little bit. So, like, super, like, super fucking fun. I, right. I love that. Super fun. Um, um, And it really is fun because 
side note uh, a few years ago 2018 went down to nashville and i was on we were going down to just uh brought like lower broadway which is the bar section or whatever and we happened to run into a bachelor party on the bus that was taking us down there which the bachelor party turned out to be from waterloo that's a small fucking world that's two people like- on my facebook knew who this bachelor party was exactly who this bachelor party was it's kind of like me and danielle um meeting and making friends with the guy that we met in england who was from wealth see small world so they were telling us they were going here whatever and then they mentioned coyote ugly and i was like wait hold the phone did you say coyote ugly there is a coyote ugly bar here in nashville and they were like yes yes it is and i was like we're going go 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 i'm like it's literally just down this side. I'm like, Kevin, we are going to. So we went We're to a couple going. other bars and then we went to Coyote Ugly, naturally, of course, because I had to. And of course, because you're allowed to. And it's not just the bartenders that are allowed to dance on the bar. Like any of the girl patrons are allowed to just go and dance on the bar. So mm-hmm. I went and danced out a bar. And I'm sure you either already posted or will be posting the video of that. Right. And it's funny because actually uh, Kevin's uh, sister-in-law, she says like every time I post it, she's like, it just makes me so happy. I love what she's like. That video lives in my head rent free. Like, <laughs> yes. So that was my little fun story about my Coyote Ugly story as well. And it is, it's it's a pretty fun place to go. I don't I think they I have, have a couple no other places around. I've never been. Like I said, first time, didn't even, and I stumbled across it. I wouldn't have even known it was there. If I hadn't ran into this bachelor party, I still would have never been to a Coyote Ugly, probably. Well, if I'm ever in Louisiana or near a Coyote Ugly bar, whatever, Nashville, sure. Tennessee. Somewhere in the South. south. No, I think they might might some have some up north. I think they've got them in different places. I've heard it's a franchise. I've heard it's got quite a few across across the states. Yeah, so. So in this scene, Lil, the owner, played by Maria Bello, she was like giving her, like Violet, the rundown. Kind of introducing them, saying this is Cammy and so and so. And I love what she said about Rachel, played by Bridget Moynihan. The New York bitch. Yeah, the New York bitch. How she like she's in anger management and shit and and uh stuff like that. Cause like she knocked out um a guy's she broke a guy's nose or whatever for grabbing Cut her. Cut a guy's ass. ponytail for grabbing her ass. Or no, she no, does she, that later on. Sorry. Yeah, she <laughs> cuts a ponytail later on. But I love Maria Bella's line where she's like, he pressed charges, I gave her a raise. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> right cheers to that Um, that. i absolutely love that i loved that and also in this opening scene max from armageddon is in it oh yeah big dude at the bar he has like one or two lines also the other thing my favorite one of my favorite lines is also in this scene as well because he's like he's like oh um can i have blah 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 and she's like uh we only serve johnny or jack johnny red johnny black and jose all my favorite men (laughs) i I actually yes I really liked Cammy's line where uh, like she held Violet out or something and Violet goes, oh my God, I love you, Cammy, or I just fell in love with you. And she's like, oh no, I'm not a lesbian. I mean, I played in the minors, but I but never, never went pro. pro. <laughs> I know I that. I love that line. Me too. I was like, that is awesome, it's Cammy. Funny. Which again, which is why I find this movie, like even though it is ogling girls like it was kind of adorable no but also like even though it's ogling girls they are like these girls are are they're empowered 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 of their own sexuality like they're not letting anyone like let them steamroll them and did you notice rhinestones and low rise everywhere everywhere i I have all the bar outfits but rachel's outfit with the leather pants and flames i want so bad like all of them have just the cutest outfits but yes all low rise and very bejeweled I wrote a little note here while I'm watching this because you see the girls dancing on the bar and just like being sexy and just, you know, like it's hot, right? Yeah. And whatever. And I'm just like, 
This would not have the same sexy effect in mom jeans. <laughs> I just don't understand Gen Z's true. hatred for low rise. True. I really don't. I blame Taylor Swift for never showing her belly button. But here's the thing. There, your hatred for mom jeans is similar to their hatred for low rise. So whatever you grew up with becomes what you love the most. So you grew up with low rise, so you're going to always love them and hate the high rise. They're going to love the high rise because that's what they have in fashion for them. And like, they're always going to hate the low rise. So we were watching How I Met Your Father yesterday. Yeah. And Sophie and um, Valentina wear mom jeans the yep. whole fucking time. Like they, it's all mom jeans. And they're not like the skin tight legging mom jeans. They're kind of like a little baggier. And like, so we're watching it. Aaron's just like, those just pants just don't, are not flattering like on anybody. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I totally agree. I don't like the look of, I don't like the look of them. I just don't. But if well, you do, that's not. I'm not saying, I don't say I like them. I'm just saying, I, like that's, it's, it is that's what it is. Because it's, it's no different. Like even in the, like my grandma's era, they always love their slacks. Our parents, like the boomers were the first eras that wanted jeans. So like they were going to go to the retirement house in their jeans. Like whatever you kind of grew up with, that's what you really stick with. So I feel like the same thing. Cause like when I go, like if you think about it, they're really just trying to rehash the nineties. It's all that these like Gen Z's are trying to do. Well, it's what the they're trying to do. Pendulum. Ex at which Miss Petlin taught us. Yeah. We knew this was coming back, Lindy. We've yeah, every this decade since high or school. so, shit comes back into fashion, we, but it's the we, wrong shit. But Lindy, we what it is is you hit the ultimate as far as you. So we went as skinny as we can go, then we made our way back, and then we're gonna, now go, we're gonna go wider, like as wide years. and as high as we can go before we get back down to low rises again. Now also fast fashion is another thing that's weird because fast fashion, like the sheens and all of that sites or whatever, are making those cycles come back a lot more faster. Yeah. So this new thing is, the pendulum still exists, but it's it's still weird. Yeah. But I, listen, the, the, those pants, ah, so cute, love mm -hmm. them. And then they go to, so yeah, the hell no H2O. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, H2O. H2O. Because we don't serve beer at water or water in our bar. Nope. So we, then the next, so that, oh, and then next is obviously the uh, devil goes down to Georgia dance. The like synonymous dance that I guess. Exactly. So this kind of became very synonymous with this movie and everything. It was and then, such a good dance though. It is such a good dance. And they actually do this dance at the bar. Yeah. There was also a reality show about, um, in, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. they were also taught them on that as well. So that, so yeah, it's something that they like, they still do it and they do it quite often throughout the night too. So you kind of feel bad for those girls sometimes. Cause you're like, you are probably so fucking sick of this dance well, yourself after a while. What's funny about this Steph is that this week's episode of drama Queens, if you listen to it was the episode where Nathan goes to visit Taylor on his way home from visiting Haley in second season where Haley's work or not Haley, sorry, Taylor or Taylor is working at a coyote ugly like bar. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they do this dance in that scene. I think they do something I, similar, but not quite so full on. Weird that it was that episode that they're talking about. Now we're talking about it on our episode. Right. I find that weird. It's odd. Whatever. Oh, apparently I heard in the background that you can hear the choreographer telling left, right, then pump behind the music. Never noticed. Which is really fun. I never noticed before, but apparently for some reason this time I noticed hearing them say like the, I could hear the choreographer somewhere over the top of it. I'm like, that's really funny that they didn't notice that. It's funny because it's it, like because that it's very rare when that happens when you yes. can hear something that happens behind the scenes. 
which the only one that I can think of at the top of my head is Goonies. When, um, what's his face? When Chunk is getting his hand put in the blender. Yeah. Or when he gets the spoon taken away, I'm sorry. When he's eating the ice cream and he gets a spoon taken away and he just kind of like, he makes this, this is his reaction. It makes the director laugh. You can hear him. <laughs> in the, you can hear him. That's that he's funny. laughing. It's pretty funny. And then um, I also noted so many tribal plastic chokers. I just noticed a lot of rhinestones. Right. Those, those, like, do you remember the, one, yeah. the ones I'm talking about? Fringe. Though? A lot yes, of fringe. Yes, a lot too. of fringe. A lot of fringe. Just so much 2000, year 2000 fashion. Just- oh, the clip pony with the two strands in front. Yeah. You know where you roll your hair? They're doing that now too, as well. That's coming back where you roll your hair. Yeah, a lot of people wear that. And let I'm it just- flip over. Yeah, that was another thing that Violet had. And I was like, oh, I'll that's go with my funny. messy bun. Thanks. Moving on, when does she eventually? Oh, she goes to have a her day date with with Kevin. Doesn't she have like a day date with Kevin? She does because she goes in. I know she goes. Oh, because she well, she also goes to the audition. She tells Cammy to meet. She tells her to meet Cammy for a second audition, and that's oh, when right, they get because the clothes. she, she kind of gets. She she's like she sees them dancing to the devil in door in Georgia. She's like, I can't do that, and, and she's like, like, Have a good night. All right, see ya. Good audition. But then she breaks wow. up a fight, and she's like, Where did that come from? And she's like, yeah. Try serving a pizza when the Giants play the whatever the on a pa- month. The Patriots. Whatever. <laughs> Both teams gross. Um. So. <laughs> Yeah, so she gets a second chance and she has to meet her uh, her fashion coordinator, coordinator or something or whatever ends up being Cammy. Cammy. So she can uh, get something a little bit more sexy. Yeah, a little bit more because right? yeah, yeah, she... as soon as she shows up for her first audition, the first thing Lil does is like rip off the sleeves of her t-shirt and cut off the bottom of it so she's bearing her midriff. Because she was just in a basic t-shirt like kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they're like, nope, you got to be more sexier. So she got her some new clothes and then she then realizes that uh, he has the tape or whatever for some reason. Yeah, that Kevin still has her her demo tape. Yeah, she never so, got it back from him. Yeah, so she goes back to the club to go in the middle of the day while he's cooking and stuff like that. And she's like, "Where's my tape?" And he's then he yeah. starts singing. She's like, "You listen to it?" Gets kind of offended, and he's like, "Well, they're good well, songs. no, because that would be invasion of privacy, <laughs> right?" But he's like singing, "Baby, you're the right kind of." <laughs> Clearly, he's listened to them. He's funny. Yeah, he was and then he was, and then he's like, "Oh well, how can I see you again?" And she's like, well, "If you want to see me again, I'm a coyote. You'll find me. You'll yeah. find me." And yeah. then tells him that she's a coyote, and he's like, well, "Oh yeah." Then he's like, "Well, what does that mean?" And she's like, "Well, if you want to see me again, you'll find out, or you'll find me." And then she leaves, and then he asks the chef, "She's like, is that a good good thing?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's good. oh yeah, it's a good thing." And I love that when she's like, "You're a coyote." He's like, "The one chef that's sitting there eating." He's like, "Oh." <laughs> And they're like, yeah, that's a good. So then the next night he comes to the bar and finds her and finds and her. It's adorable. And, and then Rachel, the bitch tries to get her fired as well because she doesn't like her. So there's a oh, guy there yeah. asking for Lil, uh, and then asks for Lil and yeah. she's, he's like, Oh, do you want a drink? And he's like, well, no, I'll just take a water. And Rachel's like, well, you know, did you just order water? You know what to do. And then she's like, hey, he just ordered water. And then turns out. No water in our bar. So she sprays him with the water. And then turns out it's the fire marshal. Yeah, Lillian has a shit. And then so she. I would too. I would too. But it's like, so she got mad. So she got a fine. So basically Violet had to pay the fine. And to raise money to get this uh, fine paid. She needed $250 by the end of the night to save her job. So Kevin wanted to help her with it. So she decided to auction him off. A lot of horny women in that bar. Lots of horny women. And I would not have stopped at 250, just saying. Right? But I love how That's he went he along says. with it. 
And like, he does say like that blonde would have went two seventy five. <laughs> yeah, like like she, like he he played along, like he played his part really well. He was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. The he eventually like got really into it, took his shirt off, and he like rubs his nipples. Nip- I'm like, <laughs> men really think women find that attractive and sexy and gets our motor running. Like, ooh, let me just rub my uh, nipples. Like, right, no, like- that's something that turns you fucking guys on. I mean, some women maybe, but I everyone's really got their own thing. Do like. Everyone has their, their own thing, right? Yeah. Right. But I just, I, I love that. And yeah, I would have just, I would have not stopped at 250. I yeah. would have just, you know, I would have just kept going and been like, man, now I can get my own fucking tips like, too. Are those women expecting to sleep with this man? Because that would be prostitution and that's illegal. Well, Shouldn't what be, happens? But it is. She just, I think she just said a night with this man, like a, a, yeah. a date night. A so date. what they decide to do after is their thing. But she did the main thing. So it's yeah. not technically prostitution yeah. on her part. But I but, love, I love. Uh, right, I agree. That like at the end of the night when they're all done at the bar or whatever, and she comes out, it's like 3.30 in the morning. And he's there <laughs> waiting and he tells her a laundry list of things this about woman. this woman who bought this date with him. <laughs> like she's a divorcee, has three kids and la, la, la. <laughs> I'm just like, that's just so funny. He remembered all of it. Right. Good man right there. He listened. He listened. Something we forgot to mention. Lil, when she introduced Violet to the, to the bar as their new, their newest coyote, changed her name to Jersey. Jersey. Adorable. And she's what a school teacher. I think she's an ex kindergarten teacher, former nun who just escaped the convent. I was looking to have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Who but, wants to buy yeah, her a drink? Yeah, <laughs> but I love that. Like Kevin's waiting for her when she gets out of the yeah. out of the bar and and everything. And then she's like, "Well, what?" He's like, "Well, what do you want? What do you want?" And he's like, "Well, I want what everyone wants at three thirty in the morning: breakfast." I want so, breakfast. Yeah. So they go, and then the date continues. Where you said this is the day it, date. It ends up. It ends up being breakfast, lunch, and two dinners. Is, is what, what they owe him. Yes. For doing so that. <laughs> they do go out, and then they go to a fish market and do some working because he has like sixteen jobs. Apparently. Yeah. So they do the fish thing and then they come back and they seem to have a really fun date. So we're like, oh, this is kind of good or whatever. So I don't, they just kind of, you know, okay, maybe we'll continue this. And then I think she goes on another day of work. Well, she goes to leave and then he doesn't follow- kiss her. He, no, they don't kiss. And then she goes up to her apartment and then he either shows up at her door or at her window, maybe. I don't remember. And he's like, well, I, I, I thought about it and I decided I want that good night kiss. Oh, he left without a kiss, then came back and yeah. said, yeah, Some, I want Yeah, a good something night like kiss. that, which, I mean, that was adorable. And but, then later on, it's the same thing. She comes after work and she's like, oh, I just wanted to, I had a good night. So I just wanted a good night a kiss. Good night and he's kiss, like, yeah. And then leaves and he's like, well, do you, she's like, no, I'm just going to go. And then she writes yeah. her another song. Loving you isn't really something. That's the one that's on the, she's yeah. singing on the, um, uh, the roof. But the, uh, up the, on the rough. The boot on the car, the fake boot on the car. <laughs> Great genius. idea. Genius, genius idea. Absolutely genius. genius. People living in New York, go get yourself a fake boot, put it on your car so you can park in like a non-parking zone. Right. And zone. Yeah. Put wiser. a fake ticket in your windshield. So like meter maids think that you have already been ticketed and yeah, free parking in New York. There you go. Anywhere you want. But yeah, like I don't know when, uh, like where it is, but when they do go on another date or something where they sleep together for the first time they they come back to his place and then he's trying to help her get over her stage fright oh right by setting up all the cardboard cutouts (laughs) did you know i put such old cardboard cutouts like all the people were so dated i just saw swayze right Uh, in the middle right there's the only one i remember there was yeah there was i was just like that's hilarious they were just so dated 
Um, and then I love when she starts getting into like her music, like now that she's getting some money oh. while working. Oh, wait, we missed something. When they went to get breakfast, he went, he went to make a deal with a guy or whatever, saw him shave him money. He gave him a brown paper bag and he comes back and she's like, look, I don't know what you're into, but it's the first it appearance of the Punisher. Thing. He pulls out a comic book and it's Superman number 129. First appearance of the Punisher. Mm hmm. Comic book nerds are cool. They're hot. Right. And this was before comic book. No, this was even before. This was not when comic books were cool either. This was 2000, guys. This was before nerd. Iron Man and stuff. This is when he was. comic books were still nerdy. Nerds They're are cool now. One day, be nice to the nerds. I'm just saying, this was like in the 90s. We and still most... had the nerdy tropes. We don't have them now. We know nerds are awesome. But back then, most there was still the nerdy trope. Cool, quote unquote, cool guys. Like the stereotypical movie. Cool guy. Jocks, yeah. Whatever. The majority of them are nerds themselves. Yes. Yeah. So jocks are just as big a nerds as nerds. Oh, nerds yeah. Nerds are cool. Nerds are hot. Just, right. you know. Anyway. Moving on. Coyote ugly. Coyote ugly. We go on so, to I'm sorry, guys. Oh, sorry, sorry, So this one, th this part made me laugh. Well. So I love the part, I put a note here where she's going and she's like, now that she's got the money and she's really starting to kind of like want her music career to go out there, she goes to the music store and buys the Apple iBook. Dude, I wrote that <laughs> down. Apple laptop, 1600 fucking dollars. I put clearly the price hasn't changed that much because it's still $1,500, $1,600 to buy or even like two grand to buy an Apple laptop nowadays. Literally the price has not changed in 22 years, guys. What the heck? That's why I'm not an Apple product user. There are plenty of fantastic products out there, alternatives that are not Apple and not going to fucking rob you. Just saying. <coughs> Android, Samsung. <clears throat> so yeah, I thought that was funny too. I noted oh, that like the oh. $15.99 for that. And, the, and it was the colorful that. iBooks too. Those were the yes. awesome iBooks. I always but wanted before one of that, those. Before that, I noticed that like the first time she sings at the bar, like when she breaks, like she, she breaks up a brawl at the bar because she comes out of her shell pretty fucking fast. Yeah. Right. Like she starts off like really timid and then comes out of her shell pretty fast. I'm pretty sure that was, and oh, like, no, wait, that's a little later. Exactly. On. Like okay. why, why is it okay? Like they said to her, why can you sing these non your songs on the bar to but everybody, but you can't sing because it, like... it's completely different when it's a song that nobody knows. When but it's usually you and it's your own personal feelings and everything. No, but also it's usually put that out there. But also usually stage fright is completely just crowd period. I mean, that's fair, but I don't so that's think what her I was... issues. I don't think her issues were crowd at all. It was all worried about the criticism she's going to get for her own writing and her music. But then once you became a, once you sold your songs and everything, why would you care anymore? Because clearly they're selling. Clearly it's proven that you can make good music. Why would and you just sing them like anyways? She's done it before, so her confidence should be better. But I mean, sometimes uh, that is just ha that's sometimes that's just someone's anxiety. You can't sometimes it's irrational. Sometimes you can't explain it. But no, what I'm talking about, what I want to talk about was um, because like before she goes to buy the computer and everything, she's on the roof and she's on with playing the guitar, and yeah. some guy starts playing a rap song really loud from the building next door, and she listens to it and she goes. Da, 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 da. And yeah, that's singing her song to that tune. Yeah, loving you. So she fucking plagiarized it. I should do. So she plagiarized that song because she used she that beat that she heard. She from didn't that necessarily. Guy's she didn't give the. If we don't know if she gave the credit or not, we don't know that part. But yeah, she did sample the beat from it. Oh, she played. And she it. did do the lyric. Well. She did not write the music to her song. She did because she, if you listen to their song, it is a little different. She did take the beat. I didn't, didn't hear any difference. 
anyways, so after she buys the $1,600 laptop, there's a monologue, not a monologue, but a montage, montage. a montage, which I love because it shows her growth. It shows her coming out of her shell and learning all the tricks of being the bartender, the swirling of the bottles and being super fast. And she eventually learns how to take a shot and then a chaser into the beer. And like, making so out she's with not drunk while she's park. working. Make, making out with Kevin in the middle of a park. Yeah, that too. I was like, I'd make, what? I'd make out that's, with Kevin in the middle of a park. Well, no, it's just funny because that's how like the, the, the montage ends and it's just like, okay. Because they become like dating and their boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, I know, but it's just like, like you said, it's a montage of her growth at work and then it just kind of ended with them kissing. So it was like- With her oh. growth building relationships in a new city. I guess, I guess. It was just, it was just, it was just a little funny because it was all at work and then yeah. all of a sudden it just ends with so them. Then, like, like she's at the bar or she's, she does eventually, like she, she talks to her dad somewhere in there because- her dad, I forget where, where that happens, but she's at the bar and they're doing their, their typical thing and she's singing or whatever. And that's when her dad decides to come and visit her at work and see what she does. So he's got perfect fucking timing. No, he, I think he only comes when because of that or something. I don't think he ever no, actually yeah, he, he comes because of that, but it was because the, um, the, the New York Times the, where the guy was like, hey, no pictures. And then the photographer who was Michael Bay, by the way, the photographer was Michael Bay. Explosions! Uh, Explosions, all, Bay! All Michael style, Bay, explosions! All style, no substance. Um, wrote an article about Coyote Ugly for the New York Times, and that picture of her from the first time she, she sang to calm down the crowd yeah. was, in, was in the toll booth of her dad's co-workers because he runs one of the toll booths at, um, on the, the border, Jersey and New York, whatever. So he came to the bar to see what it was about. and That was the night... In, that was that the night that she Tyra went. Banks came. No, that was the night that Tyra Banks came. Yeah, and back. they danced with all the water. But that's what they were doing a special thing because she yeah. was coming back. They're like, oh, we're gonna do a special night. And then they do a wet t-shirt night, basically. Yeah. They just and so pour water all over themselves. Of course, is seeing this photo of his daughter in these things, and then you come to the bar the first night and she's doing wet t-shirt. What do you think all yeah. she's doing here is that was the night that we saw Johnny Knoxville in the crowd. Was that Fle no Fleet Week, wasn't it? Or is it same? No, night? it was that night. It was that oh, okay. Night. So Johnny Knoxville, along with that other blonde guy, are patrons. Wild, something wild. Kyle yeah. Wild. I've seen him in this yeah. couple other little things before. Yeah. And um, so they're these different patrons in the bar, and they're just like, ah, I get so Johnny Knoxville. So they're hotter all like, now. He's hot. We're all anxiety, sort of like, oh my god, it's hot girls on the bar. And yeah, so her dad gets mad and yeah. stops talking to that her. That is an understatement yeah um but how uncomfortable would it have been to finish her shift in wet clothes especially jeans and leather well that's why she's in the back oh. against the they're against the fan <laughs> i know but still just ugh. maybe they did have other clothes in the back yeah maybe i doubt <laughs> it but maybe um so after this or whatever that night wasn't it or something that what's his face got her a slot at the elbow room no that's fleet week night i believe Is that fleet week Yes, because then the bar it gets too busy. Happens. Yeah, it gets that's too, when Cammy is taken off on a shoulder. Yep. No, because that would be the first time that she sings. Because I wasn't it Fleet Week was the first brawl where she sang to the crowd for the first time. Either way, I know it was a busy night because Lil is like, you can't like, yeah, she, you can't she, leave here because you there's a yeah. bar outside that we're wrapped know, halfway around the block and for and, like, and in New York, New York City, York, this is leave. that's a good yeah. thing you can't leave because she could only stay for t until ten because of the thing yeah, that he she had to leave by ten thirty and she had been telling Lil all night that she had to leave by ten thirty and, and then 10 30 Lil was comes. like, yeah, she's like, sorry, you can't leave and there's a lot. Kevin gets mad at her because 
like he put up uh his comic book comic book to get her this slot at the elbow room which is mentioned in how i met your mother but is no longer in existence yeah and Um, then she had to stay so he get he got mad at her and then he ends up coming down to the bar because he's so upset like and to see and then of course when she gets there she's singing or when he gets there she's singing on the bar which she's like what the fuck i got you this times up yeah yeah and starts like climbs up on the bar and she's dancing with him and apparently he's a regular too so yeah. they're like it's okay and gets whatever. all fucking mad and gets punches him, him in the face yeah, starts a fucking fight yep and so and then to- that and subsequently is one of lil's three rules that she just broke so she got fired yeah now when this happens though before she gets fired they oh, do right. go outside they outside and her and, and kevin have it out he her and kevin do her do have it out um and he's like and this is funny because to me i so agree with kevin's character where he's like oh you've had it rough like oh i was adopted he's like i had a rough childhood but i'm here and i'm standing on my own two feet and i figured my shit out like it doesn't matter and like he grew up in the foster care and bounced around. Foster, foster sorry, that's what it was. Home. I was about to say he bumped around from home to home. So yeah, foster kid. Sorry, bumped around. He just from he home had no home. family or anything, which is why he left home. Yeah. So and then he came so. to New York City. I mean, they both make himself. really good points. They like they both make really good points. But she was they cocky both- on it too, though. She's like, "Why yeah. did you leave? Uh, what? Oh, what's the big yes. secret? Why like, did you leave Australia, Kevin? Like, why can't she did you not handle him? that well? She no. did not handle that well. No." At all. And but, I don't blame him why he kind of freaked out on her for that exactly. because like you don't attack he, like that poor guy. He had every right to be upset with her. Yes. Because he did but she didn't know you put up your comic book. She no, had no he, idea that you lost did this. Not. Yes, and this is true. She apologized. She said she's sorry. It's her job. It's her way of life. Are it's... you going to support her when she gets fired for this? No. On the other he hand, he it does. Wrong. He handled it right. wrong. And I get on his side where wrong. he's like, look, I put up for you to f- f- fulfill your dream so that even if you do, like, even though yeah. you are putting this aside, that. you can and make more, sweet. like, but yeah. Yeah. Like, that's right. sweet. Like, he's trying to get her to pursue her dreams and everything, but. And become it, big and famous and stuff. Like, I get run, that, but yeah. It's her job. It's her choice. It is her choice, her life, her dream. So yeah. she doesn't want to pursue it. Like, and if the, the bar is more important to her for her dream, then that's her choices. You can't really stop her yeah that's true when she was talking wait why do i have that comment i know i have a comment here that i'm like what I was like where does that come in? oh because when they so they go to a wedding with her dad or she oh, goes to her best that, friend's wedding before that hold on before, before the, that oh uh when her dad comes to the bar like that couple scenes before i forgot about this comment where he tells her it was the first time that he was ashamed of her oh, is that yeah. when that happens yeah at that night yeah or was it a little bit later on? No, it was that night. No, it was oh, no, 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 I was at the wedding. It is at the it wedding. The, it is at the wedding. Okay. So, so we're at the right part. We're at the right part anyways. I was I was talking about yeah. the wedding. So yeah, so they go yeah. so her best friend's wedding happens. Melanie Liskey yeah. wed- wedding Gloria happens. Gets Gloria married. gets married. So of course super her dad, 90s wedding dress or super right? 2000s wedding dress. Her dad shows um, up there, obviously, because yeah. they've known forever, whatever. So yeah, he's like he was invited. So of course she's like, oh, you know, and so they end up having a dance. He's like, oh, I need you two to get a dance and a picture together, Gloria whatever. Them into dancing, yep. and so they can talk, and they're talking, and and then this is where he says, "This is the first says, time I felt ashamed of you." And that's just fucking ouch! Like, twist the knife that's already in my chest, Dad. Yeah, I already Thanks. feel so bad for everything, and then twist the knife that you felt ashamed of me for the first yeah. time. Yeah, and then he like turns around and walks out on her. And then she gets home like an hour from whatever, the later from the wedding and then misses a phone call from Kevin. And then she gets a phone call from the hospital because her dad got hit by a car on his way to his booth. 
no, in his booth. It was in his booth. The car, if you listen to what the doctor says, the booth hit the left or the car hits the left side of the booth where her dad was standing. So he ended up with like a broken leg, bumps and bruises and stuff. Like he didn't, he broke a rib or something, didn't puncture lungs or anything. Like he wasn't critical. Mm -hmm. But I thought like, he just got hit on his way to the booth because no, like he, he said because he mentions yeah. it earlier like why are you run because when she goes to visit him at his place of work at one yeah. point earlier in the film he's like you can't run through here people just drive through here all willy-nilly and so that's why yeah. I thought he gets hit by a car but because no, he I'm mentions sure, that comment I could have sworn he said that a car hit the booth maybe that's what I heard but, anyway. but either way, he gets hit by he gets hit, he gets injured, and she yeah. has to now go to the hospital. And Gloria shows on her wedding her night wedding dress on her wedding night yes. shows up at the hospital, and she's like, "No, it's your wedding." He's like, "He's been in my family for a few minutes. You've been my ha- family my whole life." Yeah, like so, that's a BFF. That's a BFF. That is a girl that will pump you up no matter yeah. what. From that point, Violet says she wants to go home. Um, or stay at home with her dad because she's like, oh, I tried. I couldn't make it. And she's trying to help him get back on his feet. So she's staying there for at least a couple of days. And he's like, no, you can't fuck it. No, you can't come back home. I'm not going to let you. Like he now is like Mm kind of changed his ways almost. Like I want you to do what you're doing in the city and keep your career going and follow your music. So then she goes back to New York City where she is working as a bartender at like a hotel or something or like a swanky bar or some sort. Something like that. They don't explain. Something it's like a that. swanky yeah. bar hotel. An elite and upscale, whatever. Yeah. And Lil comes to see her to tell her that she is has a job with her at Coyote Ugly. If she wants it, it's there when she wants to come back. Yeah. But she says no. Piedmont, North Dakota. Piedmont, North Dakota. Tell anybody I'm going to have to kill you. Right. Um, <laughs> So, but I just, I love Maria Bello in this. She's amazing. She's such, she has such range. She's great. And then, so from this point, I think it's, do we get another montage? I don't think so. No. Okay. I couldn't remember. No, no, no. I don't think it's another montage. Um, I just know that like after she will visits her at that, her, her new job or whatever, Kevin tells her that. I just remember she comes home. Kevin. She gets a phone call from the Bowery ballroom. Right. She gets a uh, she gets a phone call from the ballroom. She sent her her demo tape to a um a songwriter's kind of open mic night every yeah, Sunday okay, at, this, at this well-known club. Yeah. And so they accept her and she has to go and drop off music so the house band can learn her music and everything. So she is with her dad and uh, at his house with Gloria rushing him to try to get to the to this club or whatever and they uh lillian shuts down coyote ugly for the first time ever no in four Shuts years or early. something like that oh i thought it was the first time ever no it's she said i think she says in like three or four years but it's a while it's it, four or five years it's still a long time of, for not shutting your yeah. bar down <laughs> um so that they can go and support her with her coming out so and then she asked for a phone two- number she asked the this the dude for a phone number because she wanted kevin's phone number and then she calls kevin and tells him to turn the the newspaper to this page, which is actually the ad oh, for right. the Bowie Ballroom with her name, which had right. Eve Six listed on there too, which I always thought is funny. I did notice that. <laughs> I did notice that. But yeah, I love the Tobu's part where she fucking makes a U-turn. Oh, because he's like, like, let's do a, can we do a one, two, three? And he's like, to get the- The Tobu's all light up their whistle. Yeah, they light up in their whistle. Yeah, and give a good like, celebration. Do it just does, fucking fuck, fuck pulls a U-turn. Who pulls a U-turn like, immediately like right didn't check over her shoulder she's not in the far left lane no like or just, the oncoming traffic just fucking pull a u-turn to pull another one two seconds later did i mention that i was recently in a horrific car accident um, <laughs> i said that i said that i was like 
her dad must be shitting himself. He was just in a car accident. And then he said that. <laughs> and then you're like, that's, I was right. I was right. Oh my God. <laughs> so then she so, gets to the Bowery room or whatever. And can we mention she goes up on the curb because she's so nervous. She can't even park properly. Hey, when <laughs> Gloria drove her to New York initially at the beginning of the movie to move to New York, she was parked that's, on the curb too. That's she was true. Also parked on the sidewalk. Which Let's doesn't do a New York thing. Oh, and also I mentioned one thing when they were in the uh when they were getting before they go to the toll booth section when they're trying to get ready, he's like, Do you think this many rolls of do you think this many rolls oh, of film will be enough? Three. Rolls yeah. of film for a camera, people. Listen to these words. Rolls of film so for your camera. This is two thousand. <laughs> so cameras were not on cell phones yet. We barely even had digital. Like we were just getting into the digital camera. Yeah. yeah. Like Let alone phone. camera like, on I'm cell phones. I'm pretty sure my dad just got his first cell phone, like 97 or 98 or something like that. So I'll be 96 and I still phone. have it upstairs. Actually, yeah. I found it in Danielle's boxes. Um, but yeah, like 2000, I think we maybe just, maybe yeah. we're even just getting those, yeah. the digital versions, but that, rolls of yeah. film, that, that hurt a little. But, so she was late getting to the Bowery room. Yep. But then she finally eventually gets to stage and she fucking freezes. And then what happens? Her crisscross, like, her crisscross hair yeah. part as well. Oh yeah, that's super. So two thousands. I find it ridiculous that okay. So he she, turns she off freezes. all the lights. I'm like, I wrote down. I was like, seriously, how many people does this guy fucking know in right? this business to have them turn off all the fucking house lights? It's Just a bar. Stand there with a candle. It's a bar, like your bar. You might probably might know. Like there's, there is like a lot. I know up here they do a lot of like industry nights. So anyone who works in the bar scene on Sundays, because usually bars are closed on Sunday, they'll go out and you know let loose, and so they probably get to know each other because all the people go to industry nights. I mean, that's but fair. I don't know if that's the same thing that happens in New York. But maybe that's how kind of he got to know people. Maybe. Yeah. Or he's he works sixteen jobs. Maybe that's yeah. one of them he works at. Yeah. Who knows. Yeah, so she sings her song. She kills it. Can't fight know. the moonlight. This is where she sings yeah. the big "Can't fight the moonlight" song. Then there's like a very short scene where it shows like it being recorded onto a Leanne Rhymes CD. A sing a CD single back yeah. then. Can we also yeah. say that CD yeah. singles words that do not exist anymore? <laughs> so then it was what? What was it? Six months later. I think it's a six months later. Yeah, they were back at Coyote Ugly, and she sold her song. And Leanne, Leanne Rhymes is it, performing so on there. the bar, and she performs with her yeah. for a moment as well. Which is funny because when Leanne Rhymes does all the singing for Piper's characters, she's basically singing a duet with herself. Right, <laughs> vocal masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in Glee. I think they made that reference in Glee about singing with yourself. And she's like, it's like vocal it's masturbation. A duet by yourself. I think Santana makes that reference or Probably. something. Probably. Sounds like something it's Santana, Santana line. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I just remember that line for some reason. It's like vocal masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, like, no, it was, it and was then, a good ending. On top of that. So then she gives, so she tells him, he's like, so what do you do when you've had all your dreams come true? And she's like, you pay off old debts. So she found out about the comic book and gives him back the version of right. the comic book yes. that she's, she cost him. Yeah. And which then, is which is super sweet. Like she yeah. realized what she did. And so she had to yeah. pay it forward. And then we get another male auction. And of course, Kevin's like, no, no. not again. And she not points Kevin. to her daddy. Yeah. Her so, John, so John Goodman goes up and is yeah. dancing on a bar, which is so funny. And then, did you notice who one of the bitters is in that Alex one? Alex Borstein. Right? And, Take and... some of it off. Put and some of it back the, on. Did you notice the other one? Which Carol one? Ann Susie. 
Which one was she? She's, she's Howard's, like the, the voice of Howard's mom. Well, I was gonna say the one with the rasp. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. she was there. She was uncredited though, so she wasn't in IMDb. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it was Carol Ann, Susie, and Eric's Alex Borstein who plays the voice of Lois Griffin. Yep. And they both um, try to auction off on. Yeah you know him and they try to bet for him yeah. and then of course he's kind of got a little girl that he's been seeing since the red-headed mom, nurse. the little red-headed nurse that was taking care of him yeah and so she's she... buying him for 150 dollars and he's <laughs> he like sold on a date with him right he's like sold so then the, then on the yeah. bar and he's like so she's like well now they're all done and then they kiss on the bar and then the movie's over yeah and the music fades out and all happy ending and please remember. all tied up in a really pretty, pretty bimbin Right, pretty ribbon, yeah. no sequels. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm really intrigued on how like the multiple versions of the script came out. Cause also at some part you can feel that there is kind of some parts where there are disconnects in the stories almost. A little bit, like you think little... there's something missing. Right. Yeah, like, they, there's not... they kind of glazed over something. Yeah, like Gloria, like they don't even really mention like, like her story is just kind of like, here, I'm dropping you off here. And then here's the wedding. Like they could have maybe had one more little like, they're just something seems sort of she wasn't in the ending scene at that celebratory thing i don't she remember seeing her if she was she was maybe just as a patron didn't have any lines or anything no lines yeah. or anything right exactly so it's like but but yeah. overall i forgot how good of a movie this was right it's it just gives you all the feels it does give you the feels it does you get i your... love how john goodman played the part where he doesn't know how to use crutches did you see like he was like a was fucking like, bull in a goddamn china, china shop, shop. he like, like slams his ankle yeah. down and he's like ah has no idea how to use crutches at all yeah like they're yeah. pretty straightforward but, right they're not different the, uh, the hardest is up and down your stairs yeah that's yes. the hardest part when Actually, i was eight when i was on crutches i just like i slid them down the stairs ahead of me and just went down on my butt yeah i did that a lot too yeah down is much harder than up up is kind of oh God, yeah. sort of easy down, down i would i wasn't in like an actual cast so it wouldn't have caught on the stairs i would just go down on my stomach head first <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious but yeah so like wasn't one of my favorite movies when it came out back then so right? that's why i was all like uh i have to watch it um, but then once but you watch no, it I'm, this is actually I watched it right there's and you a know good what's soundtrack funny? there's some good songs some good actresses are in yeah. this and after just... after watching it i was just like i'm kind of in the mood for like another dancing type movie <laughs> right whatever so i put on step up 3d <laughs> my that's favorite funny. of the step ups and that's why i was kind of late to getting to the recording because i was finishing watching that <laughs> That's okay. I was, I remember I started to watch Step Up One the other, not too long ago, but I don't think I ever finished it. Or if I did, I fell asleep while finishing it. Yeah. So good. I love Step Up. I like that movie. Well, so I think that concludes our uh, Coyote Ugly episode. I believe that is all for Coyote Ugly. And just um, one more time before we close out, happy birthday, Steph. Happy birthday to me. Three oh, more and you're going to be 40. Right. I know. It is also uh, Joseph's birthday, May 10th. <laughs> Who's Joseph? Formidable opponents. Oh, okay. May tenth. Because I was saying Happy about birthday, my birthday, Joseph. I was saying about my birthday being like May six, and he's like May tenth, and I was like, literally four days after me, because I think he's also eighty five as well. So literally four days apart, which I was like laughing at. Right? I was like, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> well, happy birthday, Joseph. I hope right? it's a great day. It's a May birthday extravaganza. Yay! <laughs>
I still have to decide what topic we're going to talk about for my birthday. Yes, you do. We I haven't narrowed down, but I haven't She's, decided yet. She keeps jumping. She's like, I'm going to do this one. No, I'm going to do this one. Wait, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do this one. So, well, because I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about something outside of our nine to five to 05 range that yeah. I want to talk about that is still a part of my childhood and growing up. So I almost did consider changing it at last minute, but then the movie I wanted to do was 1989. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, but you can still do 1989. I could. You can was, do anything outside of the realm on your birthday. True. It's your birthday. You can do whatever the fuck true. you want. What it was, movie was it? Troop Beverly Hills. Oh my God, yes. I right? Totally yeah. Come. On. Okay, we have to do that one eventually. Maybe next year. Next, birthday. Sure next birthday. birthday. Next birthday. Next um, birthday, we'll do Troop or, Beverly Hills. Or, or, oh no, wait, Danielle's birthday is in February. Never mind. I think we can do it for her birthday, but it's closer like, than May. So, true. you know. That's true. <laughs> we're, um, instead of waiting a full year, we're only waiting like 10 months now. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I think that's it for us, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening yes. to our babble. On that note, yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Thank you very much for joining us and joining me for my birthday. Yeah. And good luck to anyone gnawing off their own arm if you end up with your own coyote ugly. Right now that we are allowed back out into the world and going yeah. to bars again, guys, I know some of y'all are getting a little too crazy because after two years of lockdown, I've been seeing people like who may not have never let loose, let way fucking loose. So... If y'all end up having a coyote ugly, just just remember. I am kind of dying for a club night. Right. I need to get out there and crunk. I know. Right? <laughs> I've I know I've been me and Jess Graydon's girlfriend said the same. She's like, I think you, me, and Kate need to have a girls' night. And I was like, I am down for a girls' night. I need a night out to dance, to just yes. have fun with my girls. Yes. Like so Something we need that to is plan not working home, working home. Right? Yes. Right. Something well, so we might have to play you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've accepted it. I'm uh, you've gone through your five stages of Greece. You're at acceptance. Uh, I was at acceptance from the beginning, but then I still... <laughs> Like I, my first, you kind my, of went backwards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like I was ex- completely acceptable, and then you got like sad about or depressed, and then angry, and then you just didn't accept it in denial. Um, <laughs> anger came out in a weird way. I, the dogs got groomed, and it wasn't quite right, and I had a visceral angry reaction at home. It was not the groomer. Like trust me, I so wasn't the it's kind of like Barney like... Stinson chain of screaming. Right. It really was. So yeah, it was, there was a lot of, it's a backwards, like literally on that day and a few days after I was like, I'm good with this. I'm glad with this. And then, yeah, I went to, I think now I'm in the depression phase. The anger phase was first. I think the depression phase, I'll eventually come back to acceptance, but you know. As long as you don't cut your hair into bangs, we're good. No, no. That, I, no. <laughs> and no. on that note, have a good night, everyone. We'll talk right. to you later. Find us on Instagram, Spotify. Uh, all our socials. Just all of our them. socials. Just find us. We're Turn of the Millennials Pod. And we will catch know. you. Right. <laughs> if you didn't know. I really hope they do because, I mean, we're like 30-some-odd episodes in. Well, maybe they would look on Instagram as Turn of the Millennials Podcast, but it's actually Turn of the Millennials Pod. So maybe. I mean, that's true. Okay, we need to stop rambling. Anyways, <laughs> okay. I can cut about it. It's fine. So Bye, on that note, we will catch you in two weeks. Yes. Alrighty. Have a good night. Or yeah. Day. Bye. <laughs>